hello, hello everybody, and welcome to I Understood That Reference. I don't know what number episode this is, I'm not even going to try it. Rob, my friend, how are you, bud? It's 67! That's what it is. Just because I, I know... Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. But to go back to the recording <laughs> number, uh, I, 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 because it's catalogued in the in my recordings raw recordings god the, the phrase raw recording sounds a bit dodgy yeah your raw recordings is what yeah, you should yeah. call them obviously <laughs> you sound like dennis from all of a sudden my my, oh, my no. raw my raw recordings <laughs> you never want to sound like dennis because like, that means yeah you're just a you're just a full-blown psychopath at that point he is i love those characters but he is an absolute freak <laughs> I was watching it today and he's just like oh I mean I'm not currently using my recording software so you can have some of that and he's like Wait, what do you mean you're not currently using it and he's like oh uh, every moment you're in my house you're, you're being recorded <laughs> <It's just so laughs> funny. oh god I love that show I really love that show it's very good but yeah I'm doing well It's it's been a busy few days we had you over in London it was an exciting time what a, what a time to be alive <laughs> Rob, it was, I have to say, man, London is, and so my experience with London before going over to see you recently was just obviously being in, as we called it, mainland London. As yes. When you're, <laughs> you know, a city centre and all that, but God, uh, <laughs> being, being a bit out in the suburbs and all that was, it's just fabulous. And also we went to see The Midnight, which is Boom. one of my favourite bands of all time. And I just, oh man, you, you saw me. I was essentially an emotional mess at that stage, so... It was great fun. It had all your your your, your typical concert tropes, just rampacked people, you know, enthusiastic fans, absolute drunken slobbers, <laughs> fucking half pints just being spilled everywhere. It was lunacy, and that was just us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But yeah, it was a super oh. gig, and they they do they do they reproduce their sound so well live. I was actually quite impressed. So, how about that? But we don't do reviews here, so. Speaking well, of. well, that's that's going to be key. That's going to be key later. So, you know what? Just before we actually... Today, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But before we get into that, I just want to give... Because, again, we don't do reviews here, but I do want to give a very, very, very quick recommendation. And, Rob, I don't believe you've seen this yet. No, it's on the to-do. It's so funny. I have it in my notes here. To, I was going to ask a couple of questions, but I don't think we'll get to it. But... I've I've been reading about what the the director has been saying and his approach and just how just how astonishingly realistic they went for. Well, actually, why don't you talk about it since you've seen it? <laughs> I don't know what the director said about it though, so that could be that could be. Also, everybody, I have a cold. I believe that's that's why my voice sounds weird. But back to the Northman. It's really good. It's really solid. It's it's super super intense, and I mean on. Believably intense, and I think it was a nice remedy for the last few films I saw, which were like Morbius and like Sonic and like light films, and, yeah, and all of a sudden yeah. this like super tense, super gripping movie came along that was like whoa, okay, whoa, and it was tough to watch in the cinema times because it was so full on intense, but mm. but it had like a kind of a a cool kind of mid because I believe that the Midsummer Festival was actually in it so it was like just super the music and all that and was very intense to that effect as the same way as the kind of Midsummer movie was but couldn't recommend it enough it's really good really good film the likes of which I haven't seen in a while just kind of it's a one-off there's not gonna be any sequels or prequels it's that's what that's the film and it's done so yeah would definitely recommend it folks oh good I hope I hope it's doing well also well there you go a review of the Northman from the Coldman 
There we go. <laughs> I mean, my name is Chapman. You could have just said <laughs> from the Chapman. The cold Chapman, the cold hearted core of the Chapman. The cold hearted bastard. Very cool. No, it's on the to do. And I, I think that you, you kind of, you brought out an interesting point there around, I'll give a, a, a comparison. If you, if you're willing, if if I may, so you like you know you, we we talk about this a lot about your social fatigue, but it's funny when you, if you were to have a couple of quiet weekends in a row, a la the easy pulpy lightweight films, which are, which require no kind of real thought or perspective, you kind of you then enjoy almost doubly when you do go out for like a social activity, or in this case, going out for like a real intense cinema experience. It reminds you of the variety. It kind of breaks up the the sort of the monotony of seeing something that's very um kind of safe by comparison um and there's a reason i bring that up but we'll get to that later <laughs> spicy it's uh, nice. spicy made the ball i like a little like like a little little preview what's the i mean i don't know what you think of of a film that we're going to talk about today that's that's the funny thing we haven't discussed this at all <laughs> but it's 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 going to be uh super interesting what i oh, said we're going but, in depth we're, we're going to go very in depth I oh feel. we will we i wanted to ask you before we moved on have sure. you seen have you seen i remember you were saw the first two or three episodes of moon knight did you, did you finish that series i'm i'm on to the, the final episode and has it held up uh, it's kind of uh I, I this is so funny you should ask this. I was gonna bring this up maybe I think at the end of the episode, but either way I, I feel I feel a little bit of Marvel T V show fatigue. I think there's too much happening right now for me. For me personally. I think it's a lot. I it's an interesting show. I can't, like but here's the thing, I can't even remember where that most recent episode actually I sorry, I checked my run a little bit here. It was getting very kind of pedestrian and kind of ugh, you're losing me here. They did pivot kind of in, in the fifth episode to, to a different direction which I thought was interesting conceptually and Oscar Isaac is very good and Ethan Hawke is just a delight to watch so there's a, there's there is plenty to enjoy but I wouldn't say by any stretch it's it's mind-blowing I think it's it's a fun TV show is, is about it how I'd summarize it um, with some with some clever kind of have you seen it? Have you watched all of it now? I I, ha- I haven't even seen a single episode if I'm going to be honest with you here because I am as I said I'm kind of, uh, in a weird way, I'm trying to, uh, and this is strange because I'm, you know, I love comics, I love all those kind of stuff and the superheroes, but I'm actually trying to detox from it a little bit and that's why The Northman was such a good remedy to that because I mm. really am just, I think I'm over, I I'm overdone a little bit with it all and I just need to kind of look at stuff that's not that for a while. Honestly, and it's funny, I think that's a good point because I feel like if you, like, abandon that kind of, that that genre for a while, that really popcorny kind of comic book stuff just just give it a, a breather for even a month and a month and a half or so and then you just dove straight into moon knight and kind of you know watched it across two or three evenings i think you probably get more enjoyment out of it than maybe i am because of i'm just kind of watching it intertwined amongst you know other marvel viewings and things like that and maybe i've i might have kind of almost soured the experience a little for myself and by, by not getting the most out of it i think i mean it's there's some fun parts in it though and like you have two actors of serious caliber kind of leading the charge so it's not like it's a disaster by any stretch. And, and you, you sent me on a, a, a video, a short clip uh, the other day. Oh, Ethan Hawke talking Ethan about... Ethan Hawke talking about... And he's such a... He's, and he always has been. He's such a kind of level guy. and he's he, Very measured. Very measured in what he says. And he speaks so well and so eloquently. And he, I, I've always loved him because he's excellent in Gattaca, which is a film that is so criminally overlooked because it was released... Oh, I haven't watched it, and it's every—it's funny you said it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I've—that's been on. 
that's one that I'm, I feel bad for not having watched that particular film because that's a legacy film that's been out for so long at this point it is a phenomenally good movie but it was released the same year as, as I can't even remember what the film was but it was the other film was such a large blockbuster that I think it was Titanic it was released around the same time as Titanic oh, so it just got blown out of the water made no money did horrifically and everybody just basically became a footnote in history but I watched it recently and it's it stands up so well and again much like the Northman it's one of those very much completely independent of anything else movies there's not gonna there's never a sequel there's no prequel there's no side stories it's just a movie you watch you enjoy and you leave and that's fine you know so uh, but also speaking of antidotes to and maybe like maybe to add not saying Moonlight's bad I haven't seen it but an antidote to that kind of marvel superhero-esque TV shows and one again I wholeheartedly recommend Rob you would love it is Barry oh see it's so funny you bring this up because I now feel like I'm at full circle because I actually you explain the show and I'll give you my experience of it because you have a better grasp of what the story is I guess so, so basically Barry is just uh, about about a guy who's a hitman and he does jobs and he's getting obviously very disillusioned with that and he goes to, to do a hit and he walks into an acting class and that's basically the, the story goes <laughs> from there and it's, it's Bill, Bill Hader's creation he wrote it he directed it he stars in it he is phenomenal but it is such a it's like a dark 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 comedy but it is just so unusual it's not like anything else i've seen for so long and gets so unbelievably tense that your insides are twisting around themselves as it's happening and then this unbelievable comedy stroke will just come out of nowhere and, and like it's not like guardians of the galaxy where it undercuts the moment it's just that the humor is really on point and really in character but it happens in such good times that it doesn't ruin the like seriously intense pieces but just adds flavor to it so what's so what's i'm intrigued by your where you're like this is what's my uh, experience with the show has, has bill Hader come after you to kill you yeah is yeah, that yeah what's happened it's so because <laughs> i was also walking into an acting class and he was there and i thought oh fuck <laughs> No, it's just funny because I, I remember I watched the trailer and I thought, this is show is for me. Oh. But I'm watching a lot of other stuff. And then I remember I told Vish about it. And he <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. I was just describing it, basically. And then, like, I remember I watched it to the living room one day and he's just bar- he's barreled through, like, two seasons of it. And I thought, he's well, buried through two seasons. Yeah, he's just barreled. <laughs> <laughs> through, like, two seasons of it. I was like, well, I guess we're not watching it together. So... And then I haven't kind of bothered to pick it up and kind of go because there's a few there's that other to do but I as a I like that you're like you know you're kind of it breaks it up like these shows can be like it's, if you pick a good one it can be like a tonic to kind of get you out of the the sort of shrimp yeah that's yeah. what this is Barry is is a pure tonic for every other kind of television show there is at the moment it's only eight episodes per series it's it's the third series is four episodes in they're only twenty five minutes long it's not a huge commitment but it's so good. Everything about it is so good. Well, there's that. Because I watched Devs. I was telling you about that. I was raving about Devs. That's very good. You are indeed. Next on my list, though, is Severance. Have you heard about Severance? I ben- have not heard a word about Severance. It's just Ben Siller is like one of the creators behind this. And Adam Scott is the lead in it. And like fucking oh. Christopher Walken is in it. Um, John Turturro is in it. Patricia what? Arquette. Yeah. And basically, it's this weird, mysterious... The trailer... I haven't watched any of it yet, but the trailer just hooked me because it's basically this weird kind of corporate sort of future sci-fi kind of a thing where these lads go in and they say we i agree to be i agree to this sort of process called severance where um, my 
work memories are kept separate from my my uh, social uh, memories, so I can never access one while I'm in the other. So when he's That's in work, excellent. he doesn't know anything that is about his excellent. His, uh, uh, he doesn't know anything about his outside life, and when he's in when he's outside, you know, work, he doesn't know anything about where he works or his colleagues. Like they don't recognize each other, like if they're out in the streets, that kind of thing. So. The premise sounds fascinating, so that's that's next on my to do. I, I must say. So, oh well, so that's there, that. Yeah. So good. The, the, See, there's a lot of really good, interesting TV to break up a lot of the kind of the monotony of creativity these days. I feel. If Agreed. you don't mind me bloody saying. The, the, the problem <laughs> is, and we've said this though, is just I love the cinema. I love Same, yeah. the cinema experience. Like uh, you know, I just love it. I can't oh, beat it. Well, don't you worry about that because I want to cap this episode at the end with just what it really means to bring cinema experience to the big screens with that bombshell i guess will we move into our let's do not it. review our discussion we don't do that we don't do that we don't do that here of multiverse of madness that is the <laughs> new doctor strange moving picture uh so right we don't we don't know we don't know what the other person thinks of it i mean i am guessing what you're thinking of it and you can probably guess what i'm thinking of it but yeah. uh who, who, you want to go first? Will I go first? What do you think, you man? Can, go, go. I mean, we can we can both give our quick hot takes. You go first. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is just very, very, very... The, 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 the way I would describe this movie, and this is so short, and even this bit will be not spoilery, but look, if you haven't seen the film, gang, don't listen to this episode because it's pretty much all going to be spoilers. We've waited ah, long yeah, enough yeah. To, to actually release this, so look, if you're in, you're in. So basically, this film, for me... Was like it was like a, a an exciting roller coaster, okay, a real exciting roller coaster. But the roller coaster was built by people who don't know how roller coasters work properly. So these cool things are flying past you, but they're moving too fast past you. So you don't actually get to see what they are, and anything you're kind of intrigued by. By the time your brain has even registered it, it's already gone past you, and you're like, "Oh, okay. Oh, this looks. Oh, okay, that's gone. Oh, oh, that looks. Oh, okay. I didn't even see, didn't even really make out what that was." And you're like, "You're you're you're fairly you're fairly enthralled and entertained throughout," and you're like, "Whoa, cool, whoa!" And as soon as soon as you walk off that 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 crazy roller coaster, you're just like, ah, "I don't remember literally any of what just happened. <laughs> not a not a single thing has stuck with me." At all, not a single thing, not a thing, and that's my that's my quick synopsis for what I felt <laughs> I, about Doctor Strange uh, and the Multiverse of Madness. I loved that analogy because I was living it and re- I was reliving it as you described just the, that roller coaster experience. I would describe it as more of a movie that kind of got bogged down by its own self awareness and potential. Is maybe how I would describe it. I think it and kind of similar to your van. It's almost like. By t- trying to do too much, it missed a lot of the obvious tricks and what it could have pulled, I feel. Um, and also, nothing is sacred anymore was something else that I took away from that viewing experience. So I'm intrigued by what you mean. I'm intrigued by the specifics of what you mean by nothing is sacred anymore. Just uh, cameos and treatment of characters across the board and just how films these days are... It, this, this drifted into nearly Zack Snyder territory for me with how it catered to fan service more so oh, than oh, oh yes more so than really what's what the characters are about like we i've i've said this a, a thousand times Zack snyder tends to he knows something is cool but he doesn't know the significance of it from the comics he just knows that it's a cool thing so he just sticks it in 
because he's he knows he'll get a, a bit of a buzz from the fans. The fans will think he's a fucking legend because he thought to include something that already exists. So now it's not that bad, but there's there's definite moments where that crops in. Yeah, and also I thought the I thought the story was a bit kind of like meh. Um, I, I, I did. I, look, I didn't. I, I remember we both, the two of us, me and my roommate went to see it, and by the end of it, we were a bit like, "What the fuck have we just watched?" Like, <laughs> like honestly, there was so much was happening. I think I lost my way a little bit. It's, it's kind of like a roller coaster thing. I think I just lost my way, and um, there were definitely some enjoyable moments in there, but I, I, to your point, maybe, maybe it is that case. Maybe it's a case of I felt like I never really got to take a breath and enjoy them. It was just suddenly we're on to the next thing, and I, and and I'll, and then sometimes certain beats just really didn't land for me and I didn't care for it <laughs> so then I felt like it was very hard to gra- hold on to anything I was enjoying <laughs> while I was in the cinema yeah. I, I've, I've I, like the, the way I wanted to kind of I don't want to structure this conversation around like that because there's there's too many things specifically to talk about but we'll get to them but, of course what yeah. I do want to say is that and this is kind of one of the ones I wanted to say up front and it's unusual because it's the first time in a Marvel Universe MCU film, I felt like this, that the film, like, it was funny, there was there was some good action scenes, and it was entertaining. And I would almost say it was enjoyable, almost in spite of the MCU stuff that was in it. And and to, to, to explain this further, as in, like, the, the, Please. the pieces that I found most enjoyable about it were the kind of, obviously, Sam Raimi-influenced things, like... Yes, there's a lot of that. Yeah, like, the kind of zombie elements and, like, Doctor Strange in like in, inhabits a zombie body with his face kind of hanging off. And there's all these, like, kind of, you know, he has wings of these weird the kind of death spirits and stuff. So there was a lot of that kind of kind of weird dark zany kind of out there completely crazy sam raimi stuff that i actually really enjoyed but then it felt like all that stuff was just constantly just dragged back down to earth by okay doctor strange is now the movie where we have to set off 700 other franchises into so unfortunately (laughs) you get you get two minutes your your fun stuff go yeah yeah have fun now get back here so we can set up the next 40 marvel movies and you're gonna shut up you're gonna enjoy it okay you're gonna forget about the cool actual story that's happening in this movie because for a moment we're gonna ignore all that and just set lots of stuff up here uh doesn't really matter if you care about it or not that's gonna happen here yeah and it's almost like and, and this we've seen I and mean, we were kind of nervous that this is where the trend of these movies was going like they're they're these they're now no longer able to be just self-serving they can't just be a self-contained movie it has to reference all the other folks in the mcu or it has to you have to you have to be you have to you have to name check where they are and you're always servicing the next film you're never really sitting down and enjoying the one you're actually in because they're trying to they're already trying to advertise what's coming next before you've even finished the the story that you're kind of watching it's funny because i think the Sam Raimi piece I did notice like yes. there's some really obvious references especially specifically horror for people who aren't familiar with him he does his kind of his roots are in horror and like kind of really kind of gory kind of gooey <laughs> <laughs> pulpy horror kind of old school but there's a lot of really specific I think nods and references and winks and hints and nudges and kicks and boots and whoops to certain things and it's almost like Sam Raimi is like he's kind of doing his best to put his shape on, on this and he's he's trying to burst out of the of the of the Marvel bubble, and then they squeeze him back in, and yep. then you see if you're not careful, you just explode like a voice inside someone's head. If you're not careful, you see that might happen. It's uh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yep. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Why don't we dive into the, the characters here? Let's do I really it. Wanna, I want to... Doctor Strange. Here's what I'll say. He's a prick. Not a likable person, really, almost at all. I, I really struggle to like him. And I'll, I'll give you... People are like, what are you talking about? He was cool. He helped a little girl. He, he made her by leave by just saying words to her. Yeah, he was great. Here's the problem. He's really selfish. And he made a man punch himself for three weeks. Because he asked him to pay for food. <laughs> the characterization sometimes. Like, they overlook these things that they do. That really... I'm just like, why is that a thing? It's not even... Also, I didn't find that funny. And, like, he's so smug. He's like, yeah. He'll stop punching himself in three weeks. I'm Doctor Strange. I'm fucking class. So Look at me go. Do- Doctor Strange, right? Doctor Strange... What's happened to Doctor Strange in Spider-Man it's No hilarious. Way Home and this film has just been... Like, he's an idiot. He's the worst. He's just... He's the the, worst. I don't know why anybody possibly goes to him for any issue. Like, in, the, in Spider-Man No Way Home... He's doing crazy stuff to like create multiverses between each other to, to, to stop stuff happening. But then he's like, I'm too lazy to put any of the people back. You do it, Peter Parker. Peter Parker makes him look like an idiot. And then in this film, he, he can't do anything. He's he almost powerless at every single time anybody attacks him or comes near him. It's it, his power levels are just all over the place. I, like his it's shocking. His general motivation. Like like so and, and this is a is a real thing I wanted to get into with you. Uh, so this film as a sequel to Doctor Strange, is awful. There's almost no plot threads that have actually carried over from the previous film to this one. Doctor Strange himself has has no character arc. He's he's just a he's he's just there as a stand-in for the plot to move forward around. Like it's it's called Doctor Strange Two, but this is in no way a Doctor Strange movie. In, in no way, yeah. shape, or form. He doesn't drive the action at all. He's just there when it happens. And to come from Spider Man No Way Home. And to have such cool characterizations with all the different Spider-Men, to then move into this film and be like, "Well, Doctor Strange is is a footnote in his own film." It's such a weird, yeah. it's such a weird thing. And like, think about how accomplished and how, and it's funny because they did a great job of building on his character for Infinity War. Oh, they, like, think they nailed how, it. Think, think about how good he was then, and like he 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 went toe to toe with Thanos, and he held his own. And uh, and this is another thing I want to get to as well. Like the the the, the magic, the sorcery that he conjured was really interesting and visually arresting and it like I remember when when we were in we watched Infinity War in the cinema together and I remember there was literal oohs and ahs as he <laughs> did his his sequence there's a bit where like he turns like a big blast into butterflies and everybody went oh like it, that's the reaction you want to get because he he in theory can be very creative whereas this that 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 him as a tour de force and like a, as a real powerful character and someone who's supposed to be highly intelligent, none of that has carried over. Zero, from, zero of it. That that characterization from Infinity War hasn't carried over. It went into an absolute pace for Spider-Man and No Way Home, and then for this, to your point, he's kind of settled back into his norm, sort of a different version, a more a more neutral version of a character, I guess, not even him specifically. But yeah, he doesn't do anything. Like he's often quite helpless in his own film. It's really weird. You've seen One Division, right? Yes. Perfect. Good. That's fun. Sh- so that's a fun show. That's that's crazy okay. and clever. Okay. Okay. But Rob, can I? So and then I'm glad of this because this is perfect. Then for somebody who hasn't seen that show, I haven't, and you have seen that show. So our viewing experiences were obviously clearly impacted by this, and I have something yes. written down in my notes here, and I'm intrigued <laughs> to see if you if you felt the same way because you weren't because you've already saw one division, but I've called it the wonder problem. Right, because 
So the villain of this film is the Scarlet Witch, is Wanda. Now, mm-hmm. me, who hasn't seen the TV show WandaVision, walk into this film called Doctor Strange 2, and <laughs> you're telling me that not only... Do, like, I've, I've watched all the films, and that's not enough context for me. You're also telling me yeah. I need to have watched a TV show, not about Doctor Strange, a TV show about wonder and and not just for some ancillary context which make it seems oh that's kind of clever the way they've they would have felt that in here or the way they've i I get what's happening a little bit better now but for the primary motivation of the film's main antagonist i need to have watched a different tv show beforehand i know what the hell that thought it occurred to me after i was just like because we were talking about how like even like for us we're like god when did she turn so bad? Yes. And even me who had seen the show, she, she never, like, she, she didn't kill anybody in the show. Spoilers. And in this, she has just aggressively pivoted to just this murderer, like a flat-out serial killer, basically. With, and I, uh, there's another thing I have an issue with this film, because it's moving so quickly, you're just, just drowned in bloody jargon all this sorcery jargon fucking Wondergore and Darkhold and Ashanti's and yeah. the book of my auntie and whatever the fuck's going on like the, the book of the book of everyone's dreams that probably would have been useful when Thanos was around if I'm going to be real honest yeah. with you but anyway oh yeah this uh, I talk about a deus ex machina kind of a situation the way the show left it the, the show left it kind of ambiguous but they didn't they, they never very heavily went she's a bad guy now at no point the show that the the, the 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 general premise of the show is that she's just grieving desperately because of having lost vision and feeling partly responsible so she kind of manufactures these literal sort of visions and mind controls of people of a town to make them kind of almost run almost kind of live out a life that she sees as picturesque so that she can enjoy having what she feels is a normal life despite all the grief she's in hmm. and then in this she just turns into a monster and I guess for Marvel, they just needed to do something with her. Um, and then for Sam Raimi, Raimi, he used it as like an excuse to go kind of full horror. But I, I, I don't know. Wh- I, like, you must have been thinking, like, if I thought it was kind of like, what the hell? You must have been wondering what the fuck has happened between, like, whatever the, whenever you last saw her before the show, which I guess was Endgame. Endgame, Endgame yeah. And it's funny because in those Avengers movies, she gets these, she gets a lot of these amazing hero beats for yes. like she saves the day. <laughs> And I know this is really selfish, okay? And it's a really strange way to think about this. But I was I was annoyed. I was actually pissed off because I felt I was being left out of the loop. Yeah, yeah. Like so I I like obviously I'm a I'm a comic book fan and some of this like and all of a sudden I felt like this is what it must feel like for a, a person who's never read a comic book to read issue 65 of a comic book series and not know what's going on. But the problem is is yeah. that I've like well I've watched all the movies. So now you're telling me that that's not enough, like, and I felt yeah. all of a sudden right then, bang, and I was like, right, so Marvel has taken all the best of the whole comic continuities and like, you know, big movies and all the, the story feeds in together, and it's all worked so well up until now, but now I think all of a sudden they have the issue of, well, now you have to take the bad comic book stuff with the good. So, like, now all of a sudden you have to take, well, there's now 28 movies of continuity that you actually, and four TV series, that you actually do have to understand to watch one of the standalone movies. So, like, do yeah. you know what I mean? And that's that's not good enough for me. If you, like, as a moviegoer, as a fan of cinema, that is not good enough for me. But this is going back to that point of now the movies are designed to service the other ones. So they're trying to force, it, like, each... 
like they're trying to use they I, I know for a fact like they probably putting Doctor Strange in Spider-Man was it was crucial as well because they knew that it would also be a boon for Doctor Strange because Spider-Man is so popular then that, that lifts the profitability probably yeah. oh, of yeah. Doctor Strange so like they're all they're always now working towards just this larger goal which kind of def- it kind of takes away from the the authenticity of honoring I guess the comic book stories a little bit it feels a bit che- cheesy but I will say despite that aggressive char- character pivot which doesn't make any sense Elizabeth Olsen is great oh. like she's one of the better parts of the movie she's fantastic as an actress she's got some really raw emotional scenes and where she's like fighting herself and just even the way she kind of holds herself when she's in those two different versions is really impressive and she has a very powerful moment with her supposed sons and all this kind of stuff <laughs> also a lot also yeah, here's the thing from the show so basically she she imagines the sons in WandaVision yeah but then they're real people in another universe but look exactly like the kids like the rules are getting so crazy like it's like are those sons actually real in that universe I suppose they are but yeah. it's weird then oh man it's hard to keep track I, I mean that's, this is the issue I have with it I, I'm like I'm like what are the rules here what are the rules of... sorry that's a that's a always sunny reference what what are the rules for Wanda for example because she went from kind of mind control and has sort of these beams to like she's virtually invincible now like Doctor Strange who could take on Thanos now is just easily swatted aside by by Spider-Man by Spider-Man with mats never mind with her yeah it's like, very true She's she can literally extract power from a person. Someone's superpower. She now has the ability to do that. Like when? Where's all this come from? But well, well, he, well, like, he, well here's the thing, though, Rob, and, and this is exactly what what you're saying there about like, you know, about powers and who can do what when and who can do what where when why. And like you said, she started off being able to like remember she threw that guy in front of a building and he blew up in Captain America: Civil War and she was all upset. Whereas now she's like popping people's heads and like just mass murdering without giving a shit but but like the weirdest thing is about how they link things together here like so you're telling me that spider-man into the spider-verse or sorry spider-man no way home had the multiverse cracking open and the multiverse bleeding together and all this but that multiverse story has nothing to do with the multiverse no. thing that's happening here. How can you, no. how can you, as a story no. beat, how can you not, and nobody even says, except for like Wanda, off, oh no, she doesn't even mention it, she says about Thanos, nobody says to him, oh like, you know there like a few weeks ago, when you broke the multiverse into each other, uh, like, yeah. and now it's just happening again, and everyone's like, ah oh, yeah, whatever, <laughs> like, it's just, it's just silly stuff about powers, like Doctor Strange, he was able to get people to forget about Spider-Man and to, like, break the barriers between the multiverse. Yet he can't do a spell on Wanda to make her, like, forget anything or whatever. Like, it's just, what is happening here? Like, what is... Also, he's useless in that battle. You've got this potential for an amazing battle sequence at that uh, that temple sort of village mm. up on the mountains. What's it called? With the, bull, the, the bull-headed guy very random including that as well yeah. like what What? we just have to we just have to take everything there we just have to believe yeah. Yeah, he's probably in the comics shoved he, he, down our throats he's probably in like a background panel in a comic at some stage and everyone's yeah. like yeah there he is yeah and then they're just like are we, are we class we thought of putting him in is that, are we just fucking class so anyway you, you have this major battle and you have these lads all, the, all these sorcerers and all they can do is make a shield these are supposed to be these <laughs> 
I mean, I don't even just make one. It has to be together. They can only do little jigsaw piece equivalents of a shield. And if she if she gets inside one of their heads, well, the gigs up. Yeah. Nothing we can do now. Doctor Strange is literally just standing there. He's supposed to be this this the, again this guy that went toe to toe with Thanos, and he's just so easily losing. And at one point, he like he makes the decision. They're like, let's be creative with the magic, and he just does these weird. I'm gonna attack her with some snakes now, <laughs> because that's the thing. Yeah, of all the I, things, every you just like, troll like bees. Bees. I, Yeah, I just I I no sense of. What I'm supposed to believe, like, like, also, like, Wanda just never gets, like, Wanda's still a person, like, she doesn't have super strength, to my understanding, she has the powers, but, it, like, there's a few times where she gets, like, knocked over, like, hit into the ground, or gets a good thump from, like, a beam of something, or, and she just gets up totally fine, like, she's without, without even a scratch, really, like, what's, how do you stop someone who's, again, if, if a villain is that invincible, invincible, Nice. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. I I I I I was just really struggling <laughs> to just follow it. it, it, it like I was. I, it, it, what are the rules? It was really that. Like you know, in like a, a Street Fighter video game, there's a meme about this, and it's like you know when like you fight the boss character and they're just insanely good, and then you unlock that character and they're just crap, and all their like powers are normal and stuff. That's exactly yeah. what it was like. She was just she's able to do literally anything she can put her mind to in against as a villain, and then like. As a good guy, she goes up against, you know, Thanos and all this crack, and she's not very good at it. Like, it's just, yeah. I, and then, then she goes from that to she kills 30 sorcerers in, like, five minutes. Yeah. Just just without even batting an eyelid. And I know there's the whole thing, oh, well, the book is poisoner or something. But I, it, but what? Well, I don't know what that thing is, though. Yeah. So that's not helpful to just say that a thing is doing a different thing. Yeah, this random thing that we've now just made up. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, it seemed pretty hopeful, hopeless back with the Thanos stuff. You, you're telling me they couldn't have looked for these things then? But speaking of absolute MacGuffins, there's an actual literal MacGuffin made character. Uh, and I use the word character very loosely. So, Rob, we're talking about, about characters. What did you make of uh, America Chavez? She was kind of fine. I, 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 didn't, I didn't really... Nothing. She didn't really do anything. Like I, I, like that's why I said a literal walking MacGuffin. Like if you're going to introduce a character, just give her personality or give her like an emotional arc or whatever. In this film, it's it's done another Marvel MCU thing now, where it's like, so we're going to give you a, a random split second of her origin story, and we're not going to tie that back. We're probably going to give her another solo film or a TV show, and we'll probably come back to it then. But we're just going to start it off here and then just not really go back to it. It's so, it's so strange, and like her character doesn't it's contrived oh, as well. Completely. Also, yeah. the way they re- the way they reveal those flashbacks oh. is hilarious. <sighs> Step on this memory box, and we'll provide the most relevant box memory to the movie yeah. that we you could possibly imagine. And it's free. Like, it was a charge for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unlike the food. Mm. Yeah, she's not particularly interesting. Wong is good. He's a bit of fun. Provides much needed laughs here and there. Yeah. Again, doesn't do a whole lot, even though he's supposed to be the, the Sorcerer Supreme. He's the Sorcerer Extreme. All he can really do is make, like, a the rope knife thing. The rope knife thing is the better, as most as he can do. He's fighting, like, a giant squid. And all he can think of is, like, throwing daggers at it, basically. I, like, it's funny, because I, I, I saw some people saying, oh, that's, the magic was so cool. And I kind of thought... Honestly, just felt a bit random and uninspired to me yeah. personally. Like I didn't like it. kind of just did. He just kind of did random stuff. I didn't feel like it was like he. I th- I always think the fun of Doctor Strange is, and it, you'd kind of see it in some of the other movies, like his his solo movie, the way he used the time zone to like force that unbeatable boss to like just repeat. Yes. The death. Yes. That's clever. Or like what? Or when he tries to put Thanos into the 
mirror dimension that's clever or just that whole i keep bringing that up because that's like the pinnacle of his powers but he clevers his way out of it yes not just kind of random i'm gonna use these two big magic fists and punch this squid you know like, <laughs> or throw like, snakes what, at him <laughs> throw snakes <laughs> i like that though i like that this will stop her oh it didn't stop her it didn't oh, wait, stop what? her <laughs> i did not stop her um, all right, so so then the ne- the next set of characters, and I de- like, this is kind of a bit we're going to definitely talk about for a second. Uh, so Rob, what did you think of what I would consider yes of the Illuminati? So can I just before before we say anything, can I preface this this discussion with something? Okay. Rob, okay. do you remember however many years ago it was now eight years ago, maybe nine years ago in DCU when we were teaching assistants there? I went into your office and I was talking about an Avengers comic. Uh, to you and our friend Carol and I was talking to you and saying that it was about basically all these planets are going to like hit together and they wipe out the, the prospective universes so basically the Avengers have to decide which planet to blow up to save the rest of the universe and they were called incursions that's what I was talking to you obviously don't remember that's fine it was years ago I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to rack- I, 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 it, uh, I mean you came, you came into the office to talk about comics a lot uh, so yes I did <laughs> So I, 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 I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm sure you did tell me. Yeah. I'm not discrediting you. So obviously that's clearly the direction that they're going to take the films because... Oh, they want to mash all these different universes together. Oh, no, oh, no as in they're actually going to... I imagine that's the story is going to go... That's, that's going to be the big uh, Thanos, ver- like the big lead-up Thanos-style thing is that here they're obviously going to have to stop the, the multiverses crashing into each other because that's what and spoiler but that's what Reed Richards says he's like we're not concerned about Wanda we're concerned about incursions and they they actually go to an incursion site so basically I think that's them I say planting a seed but it's really just like a blink oh we're gonna do this thing later like so yeah yeah, but I just I just thought it was funny because I was like I remember walking into the office and saying that to you wow yeah well bravo it's funny because I mean they're always particularly if it's a if it's like a momentous kind of if it's an if it's an event in the comics that they can feel they can oh yeah use as like the anchor to build several movies around, that's absolutely what they'll do. I think they were smart in how they built up to Thanos because he was the big bad. Yep, it's very hard to top that. That's the growth yeah. to that particular thing. The escalation problem. Yeah, now they're trying to get wackier and wackier to compensate for what they might feel is something that's too templated yeah. or you know not original enough, basically. Or, or like a lack of um, a centralized villain, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, go on. So you're Illuminati. What what did you make of the the Illuminati? I was just like, what's going on here? They they seemed very silly to me. Did they seem silly to you? They, they were like cartoonish. Silly. <laughs> like cartoonish. So there's a bit where, <laughs> and I properly burst out laughing in the cinema when this happened. There was a couple of occasions when it wasn't humor specific. Professor X goes to mind control Wanda. Footnote, and you can you can verify this, I'm sure. Isn't he the most powerful telepath in the in the in Marvel comics? Yes, oh Professor god, X? yes, oh god, yes. Right, well, we'll get to that in a sec then. <laughs> but he does this amazing, like, puts his. He, so he's in the. <laughs> there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> Professor X shows up. He's in the actual animated show floaty chair situation. The, the animated music. The, the animated music yeah. is there. Literally plays. It goes. I was like, yeah. I was like, what are we doing? But yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like slow down, lads. Come on now. Come, come he, on, lads. He confronts. He confronts Wanda at the end of what is a turns out to be an incredibly violent and gory battle, 
and he does this amazing. He puts his hand on his head, and the other hand, he, but he just sort of twists it. He points at her in this really comical kind of like, "I'm coming to get you on my yeah. brain." Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't stop. Laughing. But I forgot about that. That whole, the whole Illuminati scene was obviously not supposed to be as funny and as silly as I found it all, because I found it all very silly and very funny. It's... Yeah, we need to go through the characters. So we've got Reed Richards at crops. That was the big, big reveal. Obviously, they didn't want it because we knew we we heard we, they they put Patrick Stewart's voice in the trailer. So you you were going to assume it was Professor X. You've got Captain Carter, which is the who the, 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 the what's her actually name? Pe- Peggy Carter from Peggy the Captain Carter, America movies yeah. is 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 Captain America essentially or Captain Britain, Captain Britain in this yeah. one. And then we've got uh, <laughs> astonishingly Black Bolt. Is in there from the guy this TV show from the, for the t- same actor from that uh, Inhumans TV I, show. I think is his, in there. his full name is uh, Bl- Blackagard Boltagon, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> is that... It's just crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> that is absolute lunacy. Jesus, you you have uh, M- Monica Rambeau as as Captain Marvel. Yes, uh, which is the 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 Lashana Lynch who played uh, yes. 007 in the latest. Uh, Bond and she's, uh, she's actually class she's like easily the best she, of them by far yeah because she's got a bit of fucking charisma to yeah her. true John Krasinski then of course is is Reed Richards and this is my issue just like this is this thing of this, they're doing that to play up to fan service because they, they know people have talked about he would be a good fit so they're just like oh well we're just feeding what they want we're, we're building movies around servicing other films and also just all these little nuggets of like hey remember when you said this on a forum yes, we thought about it but Ooh. the whole the whole like 10 minute scene just b- between between the X-Men cartoon show music coming on and this like basically fan cast actor just appearing out of nowhere you're like oh okay guys you need to stop like you, you need yeah, ex- to exactly. stop like that see th- I think because I think I was kind of you know I was suspending a lot of disbelief up until that point and then that happened I was like oh wow because they want me to enjoy it but I f- it was too on the nose and I feel like they wasted his introduction as well because of what ultimately happens it would have been nice to see Yon Griffith there I thought from the original Fantastic Four if they were going to do it everybody Acknowledge- says, everyone says this I, I, I don't know why they didn't and I know it's because wouldn't that have been a bit? Wouldn't that have been a fun callback? Yeah, because he was—he's actually pretty cool. He's like seems like a really fun guy. Like he was funny in those films. And he also, for me, he really looks the part. And maybe yeah. it's just because I grew up with that film. But for me, he—it's he, a—that seems like good casting. But anyway, <laughs> so they're here yabbering away. And of course, Doctor Strange is like, oh, "Weren't you a band yeah. in the sixties? I'm fucking class. I'm Doctor Strange for no reason, being a dickheady guy. Like, yeah, okay, all right. I mean, Charles Xavier, just read his mind for Christ's sake. You know, <laughs> yeah, for like- God's sake." <laughs> For God's sake! Ugh. These people are supposed to be the best what to do. Captain Marvel is supposed to be literally indestructible, and she just gets. Uh, we'll get to it. I mean, she's she's good in it. I uh, this, but so here's my issue is like it feels disrespectful of some of these legacy characters. Of course, them. obviously, Sam Raimi is just kind of like I'm gonna have some fun here. I'm gonna subvert expectations here, and I'm gonna just murder all of them. Uh, which, you, in, depending on the film, that could work, but. You don't do that to Professor X. And then Reed Richards, who we've just introduced, supposed to be this powerful moment. You've completely undercut that oh, by effortlessly turning yes. him into a cheese string. Yes! I'm so glad you're saying this. Because this is... I just, again, as a movie guy, I'm like, 
well, I'm if these ever do get their own films or their own whatever, I'm not going to take any of these guys seriously. At one point, they're like, we're not worried about Wanda. We're worried about the incursions. And like literally, well, 60 seconds of screen time later and they're like all dead in like a merciless, horrible ways. I'm like, well, okay, well done. Well done, Illuminati. You, re- real good job there, guys. <laughs> we have to talk about the deaths. So here's where it goes back to the rules, which I don't understand. So Black Bo- so basically Reed Richards is bloody pandering away to Wanda saying, Wanda, I'm the smartest man in the universe. <laughs> yeah, so So don't so don't so you calm down. You calm yourself. Yeah. And if you don't calm yourself, this man'll open his mouth and he'll obliterate you. So then she looks at him and she, his she's like the matrix, she sealed Black Bolt's lips together. And then he, he kinda of panics and <laughs> it is funny to be fair. He screams and the, obviously the voice that he normally releases bounces back into his head and his head literally explodes yeah, in his it skull. It was mad. It was mad it's, to honestly, see Honestly, one of the most shocking things we've ever had in a Marvel film. And, but here, we'll go on to the other deaths in a second, but my issue is, is that that doesn't make sense because she just makes people think that she just she does hallucinations and illusions. So in reality, his physically his lips shouldn't have been sealed. But but again but, but, now, but again this is the whole like her like this is the issue it's this kind of stuff now I've been very anal with that specific detail but it had been building up to this for me around you know her power set and how she can just do anything as it suits well, the scene I, I can tell you my re- my and in the, exactly what you're saying there my real problem was that she fights like captain carter and they have a proper like you know tete a tete she's like throwing the shield at her and all this and like it actually yeah, yeah. poses a problem to wanda and then the two seconds later she just like she fights captain marvel and it doesn't seem to be too much of an issue for her i'm like you're telling me that the random <laughs> yeah. person with the shield that's a problem but captain marvel with all the power of the universe and and press uh, 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 xavier with the power, most powerful psychic in the world they're not a problem to you but the girl who's just running around with a shield, with a shield that, that's the, the problem she's just she's literally just running around she, that's I, all she can offer to the fight like and she hilariously gets sliced into oh this nothing is sacred did can we do this all day it came up and i knew it was going to happen yeah like yeah. it was and this is the issue is like it, there's there's such a fine art to like overusing something and they got close to it with actual cap but then when Wanda inexplicably asked this very stuck kind of awkward phrase she goes how do you keep getting up and I was like I was like here we bloody go now and she says it I'm like they can be their own characters we know it's Captain America (laughs) for fuck's sake like we we get it We we already get it you don't have to shove it the example down our throats it was it was clunky. That delivery was very clunky for me. Anyway, she gets sliced in two by the shield. Captain Marvel gets cr- easily crushed. Apparently, like th- th- she's supposed to be, ver- she would normally fly through things. Like metal, oh, she would fly through. She she flew what? through the spaceship in the, in the actual Captain Marvel movie <laughs> and in Infinity War. I was like Endgame. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> effortlessly, like a knife through butter. And then Professor Rex dies. He goes into her mind and he tries to save the other Wanda, and she literally comes in. And just snaps his neck in her mind, which kills him. Which kills him. How? Why does that kill him? Like, <laughs> Professor Xavier, you're the one with the powers in the mind. She she doesn't. How did that kill you? 
<laughs> Jordan, what are the roots, man? But but also, also like, like it's like you know you get these lovely. Well, I said lovely. It really annoyed me. It was it was like the Ghostbusters Afterlife when it's like every reference in the world between the X Men cartoon music, between John Krasinski being the actor everybody wanted, between the obviously just the, the reference you were saying there for Captain Carter says that I can do this all day. You're like, can you just can you just please stop? But also like it's like oh, well, it's homaging those nice people, and then you watch them all get gets just like brutally murdered like Charles Xavier oh he's the guy from the cartoon oh snap there goes his neck oh Reed, Reed, Reed Richards I've always wanted to see him played by John Krasinski oh there's his head literally blown up to pieces like oh well that was well that was good to see them on screen after all that time I'm glad it's actually it's actually fucking bonkers how that scene plays out like I couldn't believe what I was watching and I guess in that sense it was certainly <laughs> it was good for that original yeah, original. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but also it, yeah, but I, it just I, makes her character like just you've gone from honestly you've gone from like you know not willing you were really upset in Captain America Civil War when a few people were hurt in an explosion in the building and you've gone to, from that to like literally blowing superheroes heads up like I mean, what are you, what are you going for here, Wanda? Pick a lane. Ah, it's mental. It's I, I like, but then of course there's some, like I, I really, I, I want to say I didn't want to, I did not. I feel like I'm so s- s- sour about films these days when we do these. Yeah, me too. That's why I, le- that's why, that's why I led with the Nortman being excellent. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I said that this was exciting and fun because it is. It's just that for me, there, there, there was too much of a. If you look a little bit below the surface as a film, I just don't think that any of the elements made sense as a film so i would have done it totally differently yeah you know? yeah i think we have like we're, i mean we could talk about there was some when sam raimi did get you could say when they gave him the rams nice he uh he, like there was there were some they were blinking you to miss it i suppose in certain cases some fun horror references like when they trap wand in the mirror dimension and there's actually like there was some there was some nice tense moments there you could see the potential where they have to race around the room oh and cover and, all uh, the cover the mirrors cover all oh, the reflections excellent. and uh, and what? And you're like, where's she gonna come from? Where's she gonna? And then she crawls out of like a symbol, like the ring, she literally yes. like the, something from the ring. But I, but then again, I was like, but Doctor Strange is a sorcerer, <laughs> so he, so he could have just waved his hand and all the water disappeared and they, they sling ringed out of there. What? Is going on. <laughs> they're, putting, they're putting like pieces of paper and stuff over over like the cloths and that. It's like your cape is sentient and can fly over any <laughs> surface at once. Just just fly over the mirror cape, you bollocks. Just do it. <laughs> I think this is the, the film is a symptom of trying to do far too much. Oh yeah, and then kind of getting just lost along the way. There was like, and then there's like. Like yeah, it's actually it's so funny when you mentioned the thing about the Illuminati saying we're worried about the incursions. Literally, as he says that, there's proper explosions happening <laughs> in the building. <laughs> they're literally under attack. But but like when they said that, I'm like, oh, this is cool. They're really gonna put one in their place. Oh, we're not worried about ah. her. <laughs> we're not worried about her at all. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what we were expecting, right? You were expecting this is the Avengers equivalent in this universe. They'll they'll sort of they'll manage to suppress this version of Wanda, and she'll be snapped back to the original universe for now, and then she'll come again. She'll go again through another route, but that that's obviously not how it played out. <laughs> I certainly did not. She arrives covered in blood. Like there's your carry reference. Yeah, she's, she's like just right off the bat. 
she has the shining limp. She, she's yeah, to chase sure, her. Yeah. But again, that was a fun, spooky sequence. When he's trying to exp- when, like they're, they're trying they to close all the doors and they're slamming. It was like Alien Tree when the alien is chasing them and all yes. the doors are slamming. It was I, I love anything that was the kind of more horror element. It was I, I loved and even Doctor Strange very, when those very, really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I ask you, Rob? I wanted to ask this question. So, did yes. you prefer Doctor Strange One or Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness? I, if I were to go off the basis of what my initial impressions were when I was leaving the cinema, definitely the first one. I remember thinking, oh, that was interesting. I, we'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, uh, Tilda Swinton was great fun. It was in, Also, there was some really cool time-bendy effects and some sorcery in there that I found interesting. I didn't really... This was so chaotic for me. I, I struggled to latch on to the same level of enjoyment, I felt. How, did you, how about you? I, I would completely agree with that. I, I the, the first one, I think, had some really kind of clever moments and some really good use of, obviously, that Inception building make the, the cities go crazy effects. Yeah, yeah. And I would much rather if they had focused on some more of that in this. Yes, the Doctor Strange stuff. Yeah. That's why I was excited going into the movie because I thought it'd be... Uh, here, look. The elephant in the room. Where it led, to, first of all, really good observation, of course, that they tee up this whole multiverse thing for Spider-Man, this fallout, and instead, it's literally just not even acknowledged. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. I the can't whole universe nearly collapses, and instead, Wanda just just coincidentally on the side goes, so Jesus, I've been thinking about me kids in this other universe. I'm going to go get them. And he goes to her to ask her about it. He's just, he's this master who opened it and closed it already at this point. And then he goes to her and says, so Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? Didn't you just open and close one recently? Don't worry about that. That's nothing got to do with this. What do you know about it? Silly stuff. But you think, oh, well, at least we're going to go multiverse. We're going to hop around multiverses. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> what happens? We go to two. Really? Yeah. At the end of the day. Feels like a waste of opportunity. Those, 100% feels like a waste of opportunity. And just on that multiverse hopping, and it's really interesting because, Rob, I gave you Black Science, and I've talked about the comic Black Science on this podcast before. It's really good. But I was, the whole way through, and this is in spoilers for, for Black Science, don't worry, but the whole way, because it happens in the first volume, the whole way through I was thinking, wait a second, uh, uh, a, a, a mother who's lost her children in one universe trying to get to another universe to find the kids there traveling the multiverse looking for a MacGuffin to get between the multiverses that's that's literally the plot of Black Science and I'm like surely I wonder is there any like I haven't looked it up I haven't looked up any reviews online I don't know what the the reception to Doctor Strange has been like so I'm intrigued I'm intrigued because I I want to form our our thoughts independently and I think we're good for that so that's why I I genuinely didn't look up any reviews or kind of go anywhere for it so I'm intrigued to see what the the general consensus is out out there about it like yeah it's yeah I don't know like because when you think about it they so in the first Doctor Strange they did the whole thing this mind bendy and it was a really good sequence where like he kind of falls through his his own pupil and then suddenly his yeah. fingers have hands and they have fingers and it's like it's <laughs> completely tri- like it's mental so they kind of sort of pay homage to that by okay this time they're tumbling through multiverses and there's like one that there's, there's one that's animated there's one that's they're paint and there's one that's like it's all green or something and like you're, you're kind of like ooh I wonder which one they're going to land in and we <laughs> land in, we land in a universe, this is where they decided to settle. This I couldn't believe what, were, what was happening here. The, the the key distinction of this universe that they decide to base most of the film in is that you go on red lights instead of green and vice versa. 
that's what we that's what we got that's the level of inventiveness it, that the that the film had reached yeah at that stage like and I know there's there's other kind of other details like oh well the buildings were coloured and the people were were in black and grey yeah but that's inconsequential like there's nothing you don't no, you don't benefit from that there's no interaction with that aspect of the universe like where where was all the fun like the, the writer himself who wrote this said when I realised Rick and Morty could could convey yes, multiverse yes. theory in a twenty minute episode then I knew it was possible for us to do it because like the rules are very straightforward it's just a different universe with different like just entirely different rules but he with that knowledge. Why Why didn't they make it more interesting then? Like, why didn't they do something? Did it frustrate you as well that he was like, oh, if they can do it in Rick and Morty, you're like, he will say anything not to mention into the Spider-Verse because you just don't want to give Sony yeah. the credit for bringing the whole multiverse thing to the to the popular the popular nations, basically. You know what yeah, I mean? exactly. You just won't give those guys the credit, can you? <laughs> can't, can't stomach saying it. It just has to be like, oh, I was watching this, you know, this niche cartoon. <laughs> yeah, this wacky, you know, this wacky cartoon show. It's so wacky you know wacky We're like a wacky grandpa ne- a nephew it's it's like crazy <laughs> yeah but i just again it just felt like we're in kind of this bit and then ironically they're just like oh but you see it's a different universe because the buildings are kind of covered but then everything else is kind of gray yeah yeah so we're just in a boring gray universe is what you've decided oh and I- then <laughs> And, the, and then well, they went to the other one, I suppose, which is kind of like a collapsed one, which kind of looked cool. That, because that was after an incursion. Yes. But so it wasn't really, that wasn't what the universe looked like. No, it was no, yeah. what happens when one devours the other. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about the, 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 the music fight that happened? Look, every, everybody <laughs> seemed online and like on Twitter anyway, seems to be like raving about that, <laughs> saying it was like really cool. I mean, look, it was okay. It was fine. It, was... it made no sense. He picks up pieces like this is again. What has happened to his logic when he's <laughs> picking up these this the, the the sorcery? He picks up the sheets, and I was like, "What is he going to turn these into daggers?" No, he thinks he spends. He thinks about no. I will manifest the the, the musical notations off the pages, and fire them at him. And then he responds in kind, but sh- but they can just manifest things. They don't need. They, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't need <laughs> a substance to do that with in the first place. Exactly. Like you, you, you <laughs> can just so... create that from anywhere. You don't need to pick up a book. <laughs> he, he, he literally creates a buzzsaw in thin air that slices a bus open <laughs> at the start of the movie. He could have sliced your man in half, but he goes, "No, I will, I will, I will take the shoot music any day <laughs> over the big saw." <laughs> But also, it wasn't even done quick. Like they weren't like you know they they picked them up yeah. slowly, sl- like slowly draw them out hey, with individually, a page individually. Yeah. The other guy is obviously just like, I guess I'll, I, I guess I'll do the same. Yeah, <laughs> I'll respond in kind. I mean, it's obviously the, and I, and it's it's funny because it like it is a fun moment in terms of it's like a it's a very musical sounding battle, but it, like it was very contrived how they got to that point. Yeah, and it, like it's not it was novel and it was clever and it was a good at least it was just not your bog standard fight fight punch exactly. fight. Exactly. But it, at the same time to be interesting with like it. you said it is like the internal logic of this fight is is almost non-existent like, you know. <laughs> it, it, if he's in a McDonald's situation, does he have to like <laughs> use McDonald's burgers and the, each, or the M's or the all M's, the hidden yeah, M's yeah. all over the- <laughs> like yeah, the logic of this film uh, quite a lot it just is like don't, just don't pay attention just 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 we're going to be by it literally 30 seconds are going to be past this anyway so don't even worry about it <laughs> but and it does like and it has a fun finale to be fair he kind of one last little stretch he gets a musical note from the harp and everything explodes and then, like look there is there's bits of joy but then one of the, the t- one of the top one of the bits where i laughed the most in the movie 
was basically he's trying to control. Oh, we need to talk about the cool the zombie thing was kind of cool. That, kind that, of that's what I said. I I did love that bit. I I thought that was really clever. That was a fun fun callback. Like because he buries the body of the other Doctor Strange that dies at the start of the movie. So he buries him and he takes control of him. Then and I was like, ah, okay, that's I wasn't expecting you to go that direction. That's that's fun. How and they, it, it was that would pure evil dead as in like the jerky movements of the the body and everything was like pure 100% from evil the dead the creaking and the yes, snapping yeah. and the yeah and, and, and he's uh, <laughs> but then <laughs> this is the issue so Wong brings Wanda to this mountain she goes you couldn't have just portaled us to the, to the top oh you're not allowed magic any closer yeah. than this and then they have a full magic fight at the top of the mountain they just have a full blown <laughs> magic fight no it's because and it was just against these pure generic ogre type things that you're like what what even are you guys like I mean come on that gave me a fright in the cinema the first the reveal of the first one when it appeared I was like oh gee, it actually it gave me a hop but then he's he's fighting her and he's slowly getting beaten by her. Or no, he's getting suffocated by the baddies. And then the, the the weird black death angel things. And he's disappearing into the abyss. And and Christine says to him, But Stephen, you're the sorcerer supreme. Uh. <laughs> and then there's this hilarious guitar thwang. And his eyes go, <laughs> And he just, and he just does it. He just, oh, I'm fine now. Thank God you said that. Like I but, properly was bursting out laughing at but, how random that was. But that that whole scene when it's like, okay, when I go into the void, you're gonna have to fend off the like the hell beasts. And she's like, well, how am I, how am I gonna do that? It turns out she just like whacks them a few times, <laughs> picks up a, a random fire thing, and just that's it. Ah, oh, wasn't too bad. I guess now you have access to all the powers of like the darkest spirits of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how best of them? Oh. But it was me- anyway. Look, there was like there was just. I think that's your point. Like there was tucked within the the chaos were some fun moments. Like the music fight, sort of. If you take out the rules, <laughs> that was a really fun moment. Or like when they tumbled through the load of multiverses. It like that was exciting because of the potential of what was to come. And and, and like uh, I said, the, the and then as I said, the zombie part. I thought the zombie part was excellent i just thought it was such yeah, a it was clever fun. and he like he flies down with these wings of made of like hands the spirit's hands like as i said i i feel like a lot of the really like it, it was working so hard to be good in spite of all the pandering to the like the x-men animated music to charles xavier yeah. to reed richards yeah. to, it was like oh, oh no we're still gonna try and tell a, a kind of a clever different film here and you're like no you're not get back to talking about Reed Richards and Ultrons and Captain Carters and look she said the thing Captain America says and you're like ah oh, oh, but I mean we have a character oh, here we're supposed to be doing America Chavez Doctor Strange though yeah, yeah. and like what, yeah, what about the the McGuffin yeah she's locked up somewhere and then she gets captured somewhere and that's her entire and there are plot point later on that she just punches punches her and that's it but ironically in the exact yeah. place you wanted to go I'm like ugh ugh I feel like that wasn't a good plan <laughs> I mean, you got lucky. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Ugh. How do you know what you're doing? But yeah. don't worry about that, though, because Reed Richards is the smartest man in the universe. Yeah, exactly. And I just, <laughs> the way oh. they introduce him. Very funny. I don't like being cynical, but it's it's just funny to pick out how chaotic parts of that film are. 
Like it's <laughs> There was a really good film in there, I think. Honest to God, there's a really, really oh, entertaining yeah. movie in there. If they just let the Doctor Strange elements be the Doctor Strange elements. Like even even is it I think his name is Baron Mordo, the guy in in the end of the first film who's like, I'm gonna stamp out on all the magic uses. We get to see a version of him in a different universe for five minutes, and that's really the only connective tissue between the two films, which is just strange. Yeah. <laughs> literally. But Rob, nice at, at the start of this, you, you, you said you were going to mention a, a really good come back to the movies or come back to the cinema thing. And I'm intrigued by what this is. Oh, well, so basically I was like, I think I, I, think I was hoping to get more of the, the, the movie than maybe I did. And like, I, and I, it, it, <laughs> I thought I was, I kind of left the film kind of going, oh, I really don't know what to make of that. I'm going to tell you what to digest all that. Just chaos. <laughs> but, but, but Vish, Vish came out of the film and he was fucking furious what? because we stayed for the initial mid-credits Charlie's Theron rocks oh, up my. in like a literal 80s <laughs> Van Halen outfit or something and and uses a sword to slice open the, the this portal to another universe and then Doctor Strange's third eye appears in what is the most B-grade CG effect I've ever seen just clearly like an eye that they crudely stuck onto his forehead and then we're like we we're like well I have no idea what that was about. <laughs> and then it goes to the post credits. Oh, I know what's coming. So you, wait, you, you wait for five minutes. And then Marvel thinks, oh, we're going to be clever. We're going to play a gotcha here. And it's Bruce Campbell's character, the guy who has punched himself for three weeks. You go back to him. He's battered and bruised. He does two more punches. And then it stops. And he looks at the camera and goes, it's over. And then it cuts to black. And Vish, for some just went, what the fuck? <laughs> And so when I saw that, the, the whole cinema stayed till the end credits. I mean, like I saw it on opening night. The entirety of the cinema stayed for that moment. And you know, you're like, mm. see Marvel, I know you think you're being clever here, but I mean, you guys are the ones who set this whole bullshit up of people waiting till the end of credits every time. So it's not, I don't think it's clever or cute when you do it. You're, you're like, yeah. you know. It's uh, your own, it's your own trope. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'd be different if this is something that fans made a thing and they're like, oh, we'll get you now after making, no, you you made us do this and now you're just making us suffer because of a trope you created. And like, he, that really bothered him. That really soured the experience for him. Like, he really was very annoyed coming out of the movie. <laughs> that really soured, was, soured the experience for him. <laughs> he was honestly going down the escalator. I can't believe they fucking did that. <laughs> it soured it. I like that. How was the film? Look, I loved every second. But to be honest, that last bit just maybe hate it. I hate the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he was just like, he was just like, I have no idea what was going on. What, what I what I will say, what made the experience a little better for me is that I was uh, I was I was late enough to miss the trailers, so I missed the Avatar two trailer. Which, look, in retrospect, I'd say made the film about twenty times better. <laughs> 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 I call it like I see it. I call it like I see it. All right. Did you you heard that they've been they were playing the this is James Cameron for you. Oh, they were in a separate the, oh. in a separate screen on loop while other films were showing. So if you had to leave the showing you were in to then go see his trailer, his magical trailer. And then go back into your viewing, basically. That was his logic. I think I, I think I'm okay without making that trip, shall we say? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But look, Mental. I, I guess the last thing I will say about this film is that look, I, I mean, I seem fairly harsh about it because it, unfortunately, it has the whole MCU escalation problem where like everyone's like, "Oh, is Tom Cruise going to come into it? If not, then who's going to come into it?" That like I feel like now yeah. going forward, we can't just have a film that's just a film anymore because. 
there's this weight of expectation and weight of who's going to show up and all that. So the film has to be good, again, like I said, in spite of all that stuff. Even Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, which looks like it's going to be great. But still, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it, and this character, it's kind of like, ah... Uh, can we not just get a? Get, can we not just get a? Is it too a busy? Yeah, everything seems too busy now that it doesn't actually want to tell a, a story, a coherent story. It wants to tell a setup and a pre a preamble to a different story. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's a mess. Yeah, I, it's it's a it's a it's a shame it's going in that direction because it's now it's all about just cameos and yeah. throwbacks and nods and winks and references and things versus it being <laughs> like your point. If you have to have seen every single Marvel property <laughs> across. <laughs> yeah television and tv and, and and cinema then just to enjoy the film or just understand it then they're going to lose their audience fairly quickly because it means nobody else can jump on board and start enjoying them they have to start from scratch and, and build their way back up through like 30 films and so ironically it, it's it's the, the the marvel avengers movies based themselves heavily off what was called the ultimates comics line and the Ultimates comics line was created because there was too much continuity. So they said, let's start afresh, get all the best writers and just start afresh so everybody can jump on board. And ironically, now the films are in that continuity heavy problem that their precursors were created to solve. I just think it's a very interesting loop we find ourselves mm. in. Come full circle. Almost. Come full circle. How about that? But yeah, very quickly, I, what I was going to say just at the top of it, like that, that was a weird experience for me. I thought it'd be more interesting. I, I think it was too chaotic. But before that was that movie started, we got ten, nearly ten unfiltered minutes of Tom Cruise top gunning it around the place in his planes, and even sh- there was even a short scene of Top Gun, and like it's amazing and so encouraging to see like you have this the Marvel machine has so many moving parts and so many things it needs to service that it almost collapses under its own weight. Like that's that that was the result of Doctor Strange, but Top Gun just the trailer and the little featurette and then the little the short version of a scene that we got in our showing was just this finely tuned action blockbuster like just spectacle and just one of these things where we've made this very specifically to, for you to watch this in the cinema you don't need to know anything going in just that it's going to rock your fucking socks off because that's what it's about you want to go and have an experience you want to go and for the escapism and you don't need to need to ignore anything going in you need to watch just just tom cruise tom cruising about the place in fighter jets and i was thrilled while, while that was on. I, I was at a gig the other day it was like a europe white snake and foreigner gig and a guy walked by with a top gun maverick t-shirt on and i just the only thing i could think of in my head was like you son of a bitch i'm in <laughs> that's <laughs> very good I can't but yeah that's what it looks it looks so good it looks so good I, I was I was look at the trailers recently and there's a whole bit I just clearly missed before with like and Val Kilmer's picture in it and everything but just uh, mm. I actually I cannot I think it's going to be excellent it's going to be a pure cinema like some of the shots that you can see in the cockpit are just oh I can't wait to be honest I cannot wait and like they're doing it for real I think you know like it's you can see the the, the sort of the motions when they get knocked about in the, the cockpit like when it leaves the aircraft carrier yeah and, the, the, and the, the oh it's like if the it's very visceral very intense yeah, and it's like um, you said it's a it's exactly the kind of film that you would need after something like doctor strange which is you know it is very much that that marvel bubble and all that so i'm like yeah you need something mm. like 
just leave your brain at the door. This is we're, we're literally here to throw entertainment at your face. And you know what you're going to get. It's going to be a straightforward story. And you're going to love it. You're going to freaking love yeah. it. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, It's just going to blow your freaking mind. Because there's just going to be lots of, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a legend. Whoa. That's pretty much all I anyway. want in any of my in any of my films. If I mean, let's be honest, I've I have I have espoused my love for Tom Cruise number of times on this podcast, and if anybody knows me, knows my opinions towards Mister Cruise. Oh, I know what's coming. Oh, I know what's coming. Oh boy, oh boy. But um, what for me, or just in general? Oh, I thought you were going to say that Tim Cruise thing because I <laughs> Tim Cruise. I forgot about Tim. Cruise. <laughs> Yeah, I meant to text Rob saying uh, something like "I love Tom Cruise," and instead I said "I love Tim Cruise." So you can imagine how how that went. Ugh. But on that on that bombshell, yeah. I think we've done it. We've covered we Doctor Strange in a nice in depth fashion to that. But it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to see lots of good films coming out. There's Jurassic Park. There's gonna be Top Gun. There's lots of things coming down the track. That, and and everything always all the time. Whatever the film's called, can't wait to see that as well. Looks Another. Excellent. Another multiverse movie. That's supposed to be really fun, though, because it's like an original kind of standalone thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be good fun. So I'm, I'm looking. In, f- I'm interested. I'm very interested in that. So it's good to see it come down the track. But uh, thanks for listening, folks. Let us know what you think of Doctor mm. Strange. Let us know how you are and all that jazz. Uh, and I guess really, we you can find us look everywhere: iTunes, Spotify, and all that. Malark. Just look up. I understood that reference. You'll find us there. We're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts. Apparently, that's a thing. We're also on, of course. Uh, good old Podtail. Can't <laughs> forget Podtail. Can't forget Podtail. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CapUnderstands. Get in there, have a chat, have an old laugh, have a gander, jump around the place. Sure, sure. Why not? Sure, why not? As they say. But yeah, because he's the smartest man in the Twitterverse. Oh, oh no! Oh no! My head's. I'm gonna turn to Swiss cheese, and my head's gonna blow up <laughs> soon enough. But before my head blows up, uh, I guess all that's left to say is that I've been Ross, and I've been Rob, and this has been. I barely understood the reference this week. That was mental. That movie, but it has been. I understand that to an extent. It's been too many so references. Take care of yourselves. Too many too references. Many, too many references. <laughs> take care of yourselves, folks. It's logic, folks. Bye. Bye.